Welcome to the Student of Money podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Niemeyer. The mission of Student of Money is to help you achieve your goal of financial freedom through entrepreneurship, investing, real estate, and personal development. As I mentioned last week, I bought a new truck. And the truck has a 36-gallon gas tank. And filling up yesterday was a new all-time high. Gas is around $4.65 a gallon in my area, and it looks like it's only going to go up from here. Gas and diesel affect everything. As long as fuel and energy costs continue to climb, everything else will go up with it. No matter what side of the aisle you're on, it's going to get worse. Unfortunately, there's been things in motion that have been building up for years, if not decades. Instead of blaming the government or someone else, it's your responsibility to take care of you and your family. No one else is going to help. Now is the time to take action and make a difference. As Albert Einstein says, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So there's a big lie out there that I want to talk to you about today. And it's a lie that's hidden in plain sight. You've all heard it, and more than likely, you believe it. For most of you, it's your biggest asset. And that's a lie. Statistics say that for the majority of people, their house or their home is their biggest asset. And I say it's their biggest liability. Now, you might be saying, wait a minute, Jeff. How can you say that my house is my biggest liability when my financial advisor and my bank tells me that it's my biggest asset? Well, here is the lie. It's actually the bank's asset. Or more correct, your home mortgage is the bank's asset. If you look at a bank's annual financial report, you'll see that your mortgage is listed as an asset to the bank. Interest on that mortgage and other loans pays the bank's employee salaries, their utilities, and their loans from the Treasury. So according to the United States Census Bureau, 65% of homes have a mortgage, which means 65% of homeowners have to pay out money in principal, interest, insurance, and property taxes to live in their home, just like rent. But you're building equity, right? And 35% of homeowners don't have a mortgage, right? So it's an asset, right? So I guess it really depends on what's your definition of an asset. According to generally accepted accounting principles, then yes, you list the equity in your home as an asset and the mortgage interest, the utilities, its insurance, your taxes, and the maintenance are all considered liabilities. My question is, where does the money come from that pays for those liabilities? The house doesn't generate any income by itself, so you have to generate outside income to pay for your house. By my definition, this is a liability and is one of the main topics discussed by Rich Dad Poor Dad author Robert Kiyosaki. A true asset will generate monthly cash flow 
and put money in your pocket each and every month. In simple terms, assets feed you and liabilities eat you. For example, how many houses can you afford to have? If you're paying your mortgage out of your pocket, most people only have one and they might have a second vacation home. If your house is now a rental house and brings money in each and every month, how many rental houses can you afford to have? As many as you can get, right? Tens, hundreds, if not thousands of them? See, most people focus on buying liabilities. A house, they buy a new car, they get a boat, recreational vehicles, they go on vacations, things that I like to call doodads. And then they have to work hard to pay for their liabilities. I like to focus on spending my time on buying assets. Assets such as real estate, businesses, and even intellectual property that provides me with dividends. Even precious metals like gold and silver don't generate cash flow, so I only use them for a storage of wealth and a hedge against inflation. So while your bank and accountant may list your home as an asset, I'm going to keep it as a liability. Now, don't get me wrong, I love my liabilities and I have lots of them. I just make sure that my assets pay for my liabilities and not me trading my time for money. That is what truly gets you out of the rat race and makes you a student of money. So that's it for this week. Start building assets, don't buy liabilities. We're starting to approach 1,000 downloads on my podcast, so please make sure you like and subscribe. You can also find me on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, or our website at studentofmoney.org. Remember that when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. I'm your host, Jeff Niemeyer, and I will see you next week on Student of Money.